from music to fashion, from books to movies and TV shows, from home decor to parenting and everything else in between, we cover here on The Silver Podcast. happens to all of us and so maybe you know not try to avoid reality just face it as it is and <laughs> okay yeah i know i'm okay with it it's uh i feel it strongly what matters is the quality time you have with the people you love <laughs> welcome to the silver podcast Hi, good to be here. Hi, Diana. Welcome to the Silver Podcast. Hi, good to be here. So great to have you here. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation. Uh, it's my pleasure. Uh, you are a yoga teacher and a mother. <laughs> So I would like to know, how do you juggle it all? How do you juggle your work as a teacher and being a mother and being present and with all, well, all the responsibilities that come with it? I juggle the best to my ability. Uh, like every day is different, but a top priority is quality time with my girl who's growing up and I want to be a part of it. And even though my schedule as a yoga teacher doesn't always allow me to be physically here uh, at the end of the day, which is when people can do yoga, uh, I always leave uh, two nights a day out of the week to be with her. Those two nights I don't work so I can have quality time with her. And then everything else, it varies. <laughs> it varies, but I try to do my best. Sure. So, how did uh, yoga enter your life? Why, why yoga? Why did you become a yoga teacher? Oh, goodness. It entered my life when I was 14. And I went to this uh, yoga school that had opened in Lisbon. I guess it was one of the forefront ones, I guess. Yeah, there was, there was a teacher teaching earlier than that. But... Yeah, it was close to where I went to school. I heard about it, checked it out. Uh, I thought the they showed me a video with complicated positions. And I was like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. But I was already uh, reading about meditation, mostly regarding the Knights Templar, which are very present in Portuguese history. And then later, when I was 20-something, I was already... I had already finished college. I was working at, at a bank and somebody told me the yoga teacher that taught at the gym that I used to go to was pretty cool. I tried it out, fell in love with it. And yeah, it, it basically uh, stayed because it, it gathers it, two things or many aspects that are very important in my life. I uh, need the spirituality. 
I need the physical exercise and I need the challenge and I need something that will always keep me curious, wanting to know more, wanting to learn more. I have the need to learn. So yoga is a huge universe where there's always stuff to to learn. I guess that's how it entered my life. Okay. Do you do do you wake up and do you meditate? How does your morning work? Um, how do you apply the things that you teach uh, into your into your life? If you know what I mean. Uh, do you start? Yes. Do you have a morning routine? The question is that. Do no. you have a morning routine? Like meditation. I'm a terrible. I I hate routines. <laughs> I am highly indisciplined in those kinds of things. Uh, I meditate after looking after my kids, after looking after the dog. I sit down and I meditate for whichever time I have available that day. Physically, I don't do as much as I would like, but certainly not in the morning. The morning is just a rush to get the kids to, to school. Uh, what I apply most definitely, and especially if I have some kind of injury that I need to stop uh, practicing the postures, I practice what I learn in terms of spiritual teaching. That is with me every single day. And in this case is the ability or the cultivation of awareness of myself often throughout the day. I'm not going to say that I'm conscious of myself uh, all the time. That's impossible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But every once in a while, uh, I check in with myself. What am I feeling uh, emotionally? What am I feeling in my body? Uh, do I need to drink water, which is something we forget so easily? Uh, what's going on? What kind of thoughts are going on? Uh, or even like if you're stuck in traffic and you get really annoyed and stressed, I work on myself so that when those things happen, I check in with myself. Okay, I'm stressing. Why am I stressing? Is there a reason? Okay, if there's a reason, what can I do about it? Can I do anything? Then I do it. If I can't do anything, then I just accept it and, and relax. So it's the yoga of presence more than it is the yoga of posture. And it is a way of meditating because meditating is being aware of yourself. So it's a different approach. Mm -hmm. It's a specific school of thought uh, within the yoga tradition. Okay, okay. Because the challenge here is to be able to apply, because yoga teachers and people who practice yoga are not, there's this image. Uh, I think it's a new topic image of yoga and yogis and yoga teachers that they're always calm and relaxed. That's not true because when you interact with other people, that's not possible. People argue and people, you know, talk yes, fast, just right? There's the stereotype that is sold that we are uh, always calm and collected, that we always try to do things in the nicest way. I think that's a lie. I think that falls into what is now called the spiritual bypassing. Life happens and it happens the same to everyone uh yoga teachers don't have a, a perfect life and if they tell you that they do they're lying because uh, that doesn't happen uh so 
Yes, sometimes I feel like slapping somebody. Sometimes I feel like saying, you know, F off and stuff. Not all the time. The The difference is, for me personally, uh, being aware of how I'm feeling gives me the time to choose how I want to react. Gives me the time to choose how I want to deal with what I'm feeling. So... Uh, I can choose to say, you know, fork off, <laughs> or I can choose to like, okay, <laughs> take a deep breath in and carry on. Is it worth mm -hmm. it? Is it not worth it? Mm -hmm. We don't stop being human with sure. all the array of human emotions. If we work on ourselves from the perspective of who am I? What am I feeling now? Who do I want to be? How do I want to act? And how do I want to feel? Sorry to interrupt, but that's a challenge because it's impossible. Well, when you're with yourself alone, you can do that. But in the moments when you're interacting with some other person, right? Uh, in your daily life, that's the challenge, right? You need to, it's like a muscle that you need to work out to make it effective. If you learn how to do this with yourself often throughout the day, mm. uh, if you take a couple of seconds just to check in with yourself 10 times a day, you start with one time a day. And then for a month, you check in with yourself once a day, which is all that you can remember to do. That's fine. The next month, you try to install in your mind the habit of checking in on yourself twice and then you can do it faster and maybe you just need two weeks to make that and progressively if you learn how to do this when you're on your own then when you need to do it interacting with other people it becomes more effective it doesn't Ooh. mean that it works all the time sure. of course I snap I'm a fiery kind of person I snap as everybody does I just don't snap that easily. Uh, my limit of patience and awareness is stretching as I learn how to do this more. But my idea is to not abide to stereotypes of what a yoga teacher is. My uh, ideal is being fully myself, is being 100% genuinely Vienna the human and trying to be a good human at that. So I know that now you're taking a master's degree as well? Yeah. I am. Uh, what, what subject is it in? It's history and culture of religion. Okay. And I want to study specifically the religion of Tantra, which has this uh, lighter um, approach and almost And also, it's much more empowering approach to the spiritual practice. This thing of checking in with yourself, of being genuinely you and choosing how you want to react to things, not relating to what other people think or say or, or expect, but be uh, yourself. Okay. It's, so I want to, I'm going to uh, develop my thesis around that, around Tantra which has nine lineages and it's nothing at all uh, as people are selling it. It 
is nothing at all focused on sexual intercourse with a lot of people in very lengthy ways. It has it's nothing like that. It's much more interesting. It's way more interesting. There are some lineages that can have that, but that's fine. Uh, but that's far from being the central point of the whole religion. So I'm oh, curious about it more. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because there's this idea that Tantra has a lot to do with uh, the sexual, there's no problem with that, but with the sexual uh, part, right? So you're saying there's more to it. Oh, it's a lot more to it because the mainstream yoga uh, is um, related to this religion, this Vedic religion or Brahmanism, or now you can call it Hinduism. And it is uh, it is not very, uh, doesn't see sexuality as something that could be experienced for the pleasure of it. It's something that should be only for procreational uh, objectives, let's say. Uh, whereas Tantra sexuality is a part of the human body. It is a human need. And it is a huge generator of energy. And in the whole concept of yoga with uh, channeling energies and through the central channel and the kundalini rising and all of that comes from tantric thought. And sexual intercourse, when done in a nice way, it generates a lot of energy that then you can choose to to channel through the central uh, channel, same channel twice. and yeah, and then you get a lot more energy for your spiritual practice, for your liberation as a soul from the cycles of birth and rebirth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just the outlook on sex is completely different. It's not just for procreational uh, objectives. It's also mm-hmm. for the increase of energy in yourself as something natural, normal of the human body. So do you intend on pursuing your, your you know, uh, pursuing on teaching yoga for the rest of your life? That's like your goal, one of your goals? I don't know. I know that uh, teaching is something I absolutely love. I have lots of fun doing it. Uh, and the greatest thing about teaching is that you learn a lot. Not just because you want to teach it, and um, like we were speaking earlier, I'm a perfectionist, so whatever I teach, it has to be taught properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I learn so much from my students. Every time I do a teacher training, I learn a lot. Every time I have a new student, I learn a lot. So I, I, I get a lot out of it. Uh, out of teaching yoga and it's such a huge pleasure for me to do this uh, this this pulsing of giving and receiving from my students so yeah I will probably teach different things throughout life as I have until now now I'm focusing my studies on this uh, historical philosophical point of view I've studied other things before and for sure I will find something else to study and then I will Pass it on. So probably yes. Probably yes. How do you keep your focus? You know, like 
you leave work, okay, and you come home, how do you, how do you manage to um, keep your focus, plan your things when you're a mom? It involves a lot of planning, right? So, you know what I mean? How do you keep your focus? Like, now I'm working, now I'm with my, I'm raising my, my daughter, you know, how do you play with her? How do you, you know, how do you keep your focus? So are, you, are you thinking I, about other things when you're with her? How does that work? It, it's been a practice, again. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's been a cultivation since she was mm -hmm. a, a little girl and she's growing up. She needs me less and less. Um, but I really make it a point of if I can't be there a lot, then when I am, I fully am. So very rarely I dedicate time to her and I'm thinking about something else. Okay. Uh, You're what present. I find this I try at least. Uh, what is worse or that makes it harder for me, it's mm -hmm. not so much the transitioning mental spaces, it's tiredness. Uh, I moved further away from Lisbon and I work in Lisbon and I have to drive a lot. So I would say Physical tiredness is the hardest thing to juggle because if I'm very tired, I lose patience. I've had an injury on my shoulder that keeps me from sleeping properly. I do not want to take sleeping pills uh, for a living. Uh, so I would say that's the biggest hinge in, in this whole uh, functioning in life, tiredness. I haven't figured that one out yet. But shifting mental spaces, yes. If I'm playing a game with her, I'm playing a game with her. I'm okay. not thinking about anything else. No phone. Don't care. All right. Good choice. That's amazing. Oh, that's amazing. Being able to do that, that's amazing. Even that's if I can't awesome. do it for a long time, mm -hmm. um, whatever I do with her, it is quality. And okay. we spend a lot of time in the car together, uh, driving back and forth. So we get to have Can really... I fun conversations and connect and that is quality time together mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as we discuss our things whatever they are I get to learn about a lot of girl drama at school <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's yeah. starting that phase yeah see it <laughs> yeah. is there any advice that you want to leave to the people that are listening and viewing uh, our show um that you think it's important for them, you know, that also have the same struggles as you, as me, as any other human being, whatever the, the job, the family situation, you know, is there, you know, is there something that you want to leave for people to think about and to apply any advice mm -hmm. that you want to give them? Uh, sure. What I've been thinking about lately is the fact that we're all imperfect humans because there is no such thing as a perfect human. And striving for something that is impossible to reach, and impossible is a big heavy word, but it, it is the applicable one here. Striving for something like struggling for that, chasing that, uh, it's a wild goose chase. You, you, just, you just can't win. And it adds pressure to a life that is already so insanely demanding on all of us. 
uh, our parents' generation are feeling this now when they're older. We're, we started feeling this much earlier. Our grandparents have no idea what it is uh, to be our age right now. So things have changed. They change fast. And life is already demanding in and of itself. Mm -hmm. We don't need to be that way towards ourselves. So we're all kind of struggling with the same things. We all have suffering and pain in our lives. We all have problems. Uh, this happens to all of us. And so maybe, you know, not try to avoid reality, just face it as it is and just live it to its fullest with, with the good and the bad. If you always run away from the bad, you miss out on the good. So we're all imperfect. Yoga teachers are imperfect. I'm not sure uh, all the spiritual masters were perfect. They were all human. I'm sure they had imperfections for sure. That's why they were human. And that's fine. And it's okay. And it's okay to be overwhelmed. It's okay to be overworked. It's okay to struggle. Uh, I guess you just need to establish priorities and stay true to them. If your priority is having quality time with your kid, then, you know, send everything else into the poop and just dedicate yourself to being with your kid because they're only kids once. And if you miss out on that, there's no no rewinding, no going back, no point in looking at uh, publications on Facebook or Instagram or anything else. None of that matters. What matters is the quality time you have with the people you love. Wow. Wow, that's powerful and true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, I know. I'm okay with it. It's, uh, I feel it strongly. And I guess um, that has been a request from life from me to learn that, to like, what is important? What do you want to take out of life when you die? What do you want to feel like? Okay, did I, not the car I got, it's not the job I got, it's not how much I receive of income per month, it's what do I get out of this? And what am I leaving behind? Mm -hmm. So I'm living like that. And I feel like I live a much richer life by being present. Mm -hmm. And crying is a part of it. And huh? I cry a lot. <laughs> I am a very emotional person. <laughs> and that's, that's fine good. with me. That's fine. That's fine. It's you nice. don't have to Thank be happy and laughing all the time. No, it's, it's, it's emotion. It's not sadness. It's emotion. Sure. Sure. And we need to feel emotions and be okay with feeling every emotion that sure. is in the book. With and, me, not block, uh, and not block, and not block it the out. sadness yeah. and the tears. Well, that's what I, that's what I teach to parents exactly about yeah. kids because that's what we tend to do. We tend to block our tears and our sadness and do the same with the kids. Oh yes, yeah. I relate to what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter sometimes she would be sad, and I would ask, "Do you need to cry?" And she said, yes, 
So would you like, um, I don't know the word in English, calling you, or would you like me to embrace you while uh -huh. you cry? Yeah. And she would say yes. She would uh, cuddle up in my arms. She would cry for half a minute, and then it would be fine. Yep. But I never say to my daughter, don't cry. Yeah. That's weak, or I don't want to see you crying. Yeah. It's not about me. <laughs> It's about her and what life is giving her and how she is coping with this world with sure. this human existence and i do not want my daughter to block her emotions at all yeah that's at all. i think that's one of the most important things in life it's to learn from since you are a small child not to block your emotions so yeah I think emotional, emotional intelligence is completely underrated. And it, there's no point in having uh, intelligence, mental in intelligence and equity if you don't have emotional intelligence. Sure. sure. One without the other is like being a machine and that's not being a person. Because sure. you start blocking everything and it piles up inside of you and one day when you grow up you start exploding with everybody and everything and sometimes you don't even know why right yep so exactly. it's better to cry when you have to cry yeah. and it's if you have to yell get grab a pillow and yell into the pillow if you need to punch something punch your mattress <laughs> not a person don't That's watch right. out uh just find outlets If you like working out, work it out. Uh, just don't avoid feeling and just being a human in its fullest expression and imperfection. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm going to ask you a few questions and you answer whatever comes to mind, whatever you want, okay? So this is uh, fire, fire away or burning questions or, you know, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. So, what's your favorite dish? I love eating. <laughs> okay, let's, I'm not going to say a dish. I'm going to say a type of food. I'm going to say ice cream. Good ice cream. Food-wise, love Italian food. Absolutely love Italian food. Portuguese, good Portuguese food, yes, also. Um, love cheese, love chocolate. <laughs> I love food. <laughs> Another one. Okay, what's your biggest dream? Dream, not goal, dream. Something that you have in your mind that you would like to accomplish. Do I have one? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, that's a good question I that's a good have, I don't have a big dream um, because I, because of this whole approach to life with all of its richness and everything I basically make it a point to live the things that I want to live to go to the places I want to go okay. and I fight like hell to make it happen doable things um a big dream that is way beyond me would be 
Uh, ending cruelty. Okay. But it's not mine. <laughs> it's okay, too we can big. start. We can start. And then I start with myself, myself, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. If you weren't a yoga teacher, what would you be doing? What I understand. would you be doing? For, for, for fashion wise. Well, I, I used to work at a bank. If, if I had decided to stay, then I would probably be doing that. Or probably I wouldn't be here anymore because <laughs> I absolutely hated it. Uh, so I don't see anything else because I truly love what I do. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I have no idea. <laughs> what was your childhood dream to become? One day. I wanted to be the best person I could be. Okay. That was my, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be the best person I can be, including myself in the list, of course. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, being good to myself and, and being good within the community I'm, I'm in. So that was my, my dream. And that, to me, is kind of happiness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. When you're alone in the car, what music do you listen to? Okay, so sometimes I listen to music. I have been loving uh, audiobooks. It's m what I hear the most in, in okay. the car. Okay. Uh, I love audiobooks. And since I'm usually too tired to read them when I'm at home or I have other stuff to study, I... Mm -hmm. I listen to audiobooks, which okay. is very pleasing. <laughs> But I like music too. <laughs> It's just difficult to identify a genre. Sometimes I listen to rock. I know you like rock too. <laughs> I listen to rock sometimes. I listen to alternative stuff. Yes, I listen to different stuff. I don't listen to mantras while I'm driving, okay. for sure. Yeah, that would be good, <laughs> right? Again, not the stereotype of singing Deva Pramal and stuff. No. <laughs> yeah. What's the one thing that you haven't done that you would like to do? What would I like? I haven't jumped out of an airplane yet. And that was on, that's been on my bucket list since I was 18. Haven't done that yet. But not so sure if I could do it right now. Mm -hmm. There's always this, when our kids are, I, I feel this a lot, when, since my daughter has been born, uh, I've taken more calculated risks, so I don't want to put myself at risk because I have a job to do, which is to prepare this human to be a grown-up, and I don't want to not be here, so uh, not saying that I'm going to die if I jump out of an airplane, well, with a parachute anyway, but... I things that are more life threatening I tend mm -hmm. to avoid out of that sense of uh, I don't have the right to put myself at risk like this not yet not yet so maybe when I'm 60 and if my heart's still good I'll go and do it hey I'm starting a master's in my 40s so why not <laughs> the world is my oyster wow that's amazing jumping out of an airplane <laughs> wow what else is on your bucket list No, I'm curious. Oh, uh, on my bucket list, one yeah. more thing. 
I the the place I really I, traveling is my one addiction. Okay, mm-hmm. so the one place I would absolutely adore going to that I haven't yet. Well, two places. One is Japan, and the other one I would love to go to Angkor Wat in in Cambodia. I've always uh, loved it, and it would be very interesting. But now I'm going to have a subject in college, which is religions of Asia. So I'll leave, I'll know even more <laughs> once I go. So that'll wow, be. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I would say going to Angkor Wat and going to Japan, definitely on my bucket list. Everything else, I'd just try to tick it off. I had Machu Picchu done, the pyramids done, the highlands in Scotland done. <laughs> yeah, wow. I'd say those two. Wow. Well, well, it's a wrap. <laughs> so we're done. I thank you so much for being here on the show. And I hope we do this again because we have a lot to talk about, right? Yeah. So um, I want to thank you very much for being here. And I hope you have a great day and a great weekend. And go rest because you look very tired. <laughs> Beautiful, <laughs> but tired. Good, yes, I'm very tired. <laughs> rest. Oh, that luxury. <laughs> I'll try. Thank you so much for the invitation. It's always super oh, fun to hang so out. You're so welcome. I'm super okay. available anytime. Thank you. Thanks. This episode was brought to you by the Kids Don't Misbehave book on sale on Amazon and wherever books are sold.